0: My name's Tina Waldron, welcome to the podcast. Every week I look to interview someone that can help you share your faith naturally with the world around you. In 2023, I'm going to be interviewing people in Australia, also a few from overseas, and then there'll be a few weeks that I'll jump on myself and actually do a little bit of recording with some information that may help. If you're looking to do some coaching in evangelism or as a female in ministry or an online course this year in personal evangelism, please check out our website evangelisminaustralia.com. Let's get into this week's episode. Welcome to the Win Win Evangelism Podcast. My name's Tina Waldrum from Evangelism in Australia, and today I'm speaking with Tatilia Brown from Hands and Feet National Organisation, based in Sydney, and we're going to talk about honest community work in Jesus' name. Welcome to you, Tatilia. Thank you, Tina. It is wonderful to have you along. So tell us a little bit about this organization, Hands and Feet, to begin with, and then I'm going to talk more about our our title, about this honest community work in Jesus' name. So who is Hands and Feet? Where did you come from? We are in Sydney. This
1: is where we start. And now we have branched out to Brisbane, Perth, and soon to be in Adelaide as well, sometime soon this year.
0: Fantastic. And what type of work do you do? My understanding is you, you're involved in food relief, but also involved in the disability space.
1: Is that correct? That's correct, yes. Our concept is we work with churches in any community in Australia. And our two catchphrases is we empower local churches to connect with your community and we help the vulnerable people. Mm. So we, we do that by giving church the resources so that they can go out and um, help people in their community. And when they do this, our hope and our heart is that they will begin to form relationships with people and begin to journey them back. And hopefully um, opportunities will come up where we can share with them the love of Christ.
0: Mm. Yeah, so I noticed on your uh, website, which I'll drop the links today in our show notes um, for people to continue to stay connected to you, I noticed that you're very proactive as saying that you are about doing things in Jesus' name. So is there a background to that? Like, is there a denomination? What's the Christian background to the
1: organisation? The background to the work we do is funded by the Christian Community Churches of Australia. So they work with us to enable us to do what we do. The funding group is the Stewards. They call the Stewards Foundation, who is a part of the Christian Churches um, of Australia, and they fund our assets for us to do what we do, but to actually operate in any state um, that's funded through donations from our friends and business people and churches that we work with. Right, yeah, l-
0: I just love that because it's great to be able to talk to somebody that's in this space doing work in Jesus' name and that you're actually promoting that and that's highly visible for people to see. Is it correct that you're in 20 something churches, you've helped to mobilise 20 something churches in Sydney alone?
1: In Sydney alone, we're working currently with 40 plus churches that we oh, work wow. with across Sydney Metro and also in Canberra and in Newcastle as well. And we're looking to to be able to to help those churches that are in rural, remote areas. So we're trying to design a plan to come up with a, a model that works for them in those areas.
0: Yeah, fantastic. So there's lots of people that are doing great community work and I think the distinction is that hands and feet are enabling, helping and training other churches to do the work, but to do it in a particular way in Jesus' name and in an honest way. So let's talk about that. What does that mean for you when we talk about doing honest community work in Jesus' name? What comes to your mind first, Titilia?
1: Well, everything that we do is founded on who Jesus is and what he has done for us. So doing it in his name is taking the values that he have and He has imparted to us, and demonstrating that to the people that we come into contact with. It's simply taking the unconditional love that He gave us. That's the main thing that Jesus did for us. He gave us unconditional love, and out of that comes, you know, compassion, friendship, build, building relationships. Um, Jesus is all about community, and community is how we relate to each other, and He works towards fixing broken relationships and adding value to us. So He came to us to love us in the place where we were at and in that place He he stayed here with us and He helped us by building relationship with us so that we, we, can, we can come to know Him. And once we come to understand the heart that He has for us and how He came to us to to help us, to heal us, to deliver us, to empower us, so that we can get back to how he created us to be. Ah, you're
0: making me feel very happy here. I love that answer. What it seems like to me, you is that what you're doing and the approach that you're taking to train churches is to really make sure that you do lead with that unconditional love, which for me would mean no agendas to actually wanting to say something necessarily about Jesus. Is that what you're meaning? That's
1: basically what what we mean. The way we engage with people is dependent on how we see people. So God saw us and he loved us and he came to build relationship with us. So the way we see people is we see people the way God sees us. So God sees us as valuable people of much worth we were made and created in his image and in his likeness so if you have this this vision vision is is crucial because it'll dictate the way that you engage with anybody so if you're looking at people from the standpoint of how god looks at us is in his image and in his likeness something very valuable something to be treasured then it will influence or dictate the way in which you approach people i've got a friend <laughs> and he has a friend so he comes to volunteer and one day he brought his friend she's a transgender she's had the operation and all that so she came out one day and she's a very hardworking person very lovely person so she worked and then one day she said oh we're going to do this in community do you want to come with us hand out some pamphlets i said i oh, will come because i just wanted to to be with her and engage with and have conversations. So I went with her and then I ended up having to drop her home. So when I drop her home a couple of times, the third time I drop her home, and during this time she's talking to me about the struggles that she's going through. This third time I dropped her off, she just completely broke down. She was so overwhelmed with everything that was happening, but she was just going through so much that she just started to break down. And she told me I was the friend that she could my shoulders use my shoulder to cry on. So after that I had a chat with that. So I started to talk to her about forgiveness. Because I could feel that some of the pressure she's going through is was really difficult for her to let go of some things. So I was talking to her about forgiveness. And then she said, Oh no, that's really good. So we, we engaged. So then we prayed together then a few a few um, weeks later she said to me, she met with me again and she said, Hey I love that concept of forgiving people, and I I think it's really helped me. And now, when I go through stuff and people don't treat me well, I'm asking God to help me to forgive. And she's saying, I've started reading the Bible, and I just want to know more about what you talk to me about, about this God. And that is one example. That's only one example of what can happen if you go to people with a vision of how God created them and what they mean to God and you go to them with the approach of i'm i'm here to serve you and they tell you the, the struggles that they're having and then you are you are able to add value to them and, and input christ values into that place and hold their hands in the process and pray with them and engage with them in a, in a in a way that speaks to their heart so that for me was yeah was was transforming for me just in my engagement with people but just for her to be able to tell me that that was special for me, and I thought it is because of the way we we envision people, the way we look at people, and the approach that we take in trying to, to
0: help them. I just absolutely love that. To be honest, Atilia, if I look back to when I was a non-Christian, if I had encountered someone like yourself <laughs> that was wholeheartedly understanding how unconditionally loved they are by God, but then encountering someone like me in the community, I would be feeling something very different. I, I honestly, I would have to be overwhelmed by your character and presence if you were operating how you're saying, which is so very, very powerful. So people must ask the question, surely, if you're training workers to be in the community in Jesus' name and using some of those touch points of helping people with food and in that disability area, people must ask the questions like, who are, who are you people? <laughs> what is it that you've got?
1: Do, do you get those types of questions? And that's a good place to start. And that, that, we love questions because that opens up the opportunity for us to begin to tell them about the source of where that love is coming from inside of us because that's where it opens up um, the the doorway, if you will, to conversations where we can slowly begin to tell them about our faith and about who God is and about his love for them. So that is our goal for doing everything we do, is that one day somebody else in community out there that does not yet know Jesus can come into a place where they will begin to learn about um, develop and grow in the knowledge of him who came to die for them.
0: Mm, but it sounds like you're doing that in a very different way and what I would call a very honest way in that that's not your goal. <laughs> your goal is to love people unconditionally. But if people ask, you are going to also be honest and share with them about the hope that you do
1: have yourselves. Is is that the bottom line of what how, how you're operating? That is the bottom line of everything we do is that one day somebody out there that does not yet know Jesus will become a part of the community of of Jesus, and that is people who um, accept, receive his love, are filled with his love and able to give it to someone else and to replicate, and that's what we, we we hope to achieve that through our engagement with churches, that in time they will begin to look at people the way God looks at people because it changes everything about how you engage with people. It changes the way you think about people. It changes bit the, the way that you think about engaging with people. It changes the way of how you engage with people. It changes the way you listen um, and the way you care for them. And it's coming from a deep place of understanding the value that people have. And you're coming in to serve instead of coming to teach them something. We want that to happen, but we want to bring them in, not expecting anything of them, merely coming to serve them at where they're at because everyone is in a different place and people are are broken and people are lost. But we want to come in and just from the word go, just make them feel the love that will make them inquisitive It'll make them exactly what you're saying. Where are you from? Why do you do this? And that's when we can begin to engage and talk to them about because they want to know that this person, which we know as Jesus, they want to know where this love is coming from because it's a fundamental human need is to be valued, accepted, and loved. And those are the values of Christ that he gave us. But the way we tell people, like you said, in the name of Jesus, it just depends on how we engage. We do it in the way we engage with them. So, in everything that we're doing with people and how we are relating to them and connecting with them, that message is coming through loud and clear. We value them, we accept them just as they are, and we want the best for them. That is speaking Jesus without verbally using his name, if you will, without verbally saying it. You are speaking it because we get messages all the time. Even in life, you are getting so many different messages all at once without any words spoken. And we can tell them Jesus without speaking a word about Jesus himself, but it's how we are relating that message in how we engage them. People receive messages we communicate so many messages when we engage with people, even nonverbal. We know how powerful that is. And just you coming towards a person with the attitude that God has for us, the attitude that they are valued and they are loved and they are accepted and they have to, don't have to jump through so many hoops to be loved, to be accepted, to be valued. That is who Jesus is. But he has given us. That responsibility to go out and love people. Love God and love people and bring them into the community. Build relationship with them. And and in that relationship, we are building their relationship with God in essence. Because they're wanting to know why we treat them this way, why we are the way, way we are, why do we value people, why we have these values. And we all we need to do then is to point them to the to the one who has inspired us and motivated us and and encouraged us, who's imparted this to us, so we are just the messenger, if you will, of what God has done for us. So it's not a hard conversation because they will want to know. If you, because it's a fundamental human need to be accepted, valued, and loved, if you treat people that way, because that's a rare rare way to to engage in this day and age, if you do that to people, you know what, you don't have to do much in regards to how they're going to come back to God because they will want to know because it's something rare. It's not every out, day out in community where people show that compassion. You don't have any agenda. Your, agenda, your heart is that they will come to know what is their, the fundamental human need that they have, their fundamental right, if you will, to be loved, valued, accepted. If you engage with them in that way, it doesn't take long before they're going to begin to ask. And when they ask is all you're doing is pointing to the one that who is the source of why you are the way you are, because he has impacted your life. So now you want them to be impacted to the point where they're going to go and build relationship with him. So then we become a community. So we build community we build relationship with people, so they come into this community. But this community is powered by the one that is love, the one that is loves unconditionally. I love that. I really love what you're saying. Let, let's
0: talk about the churches that you train and and just your observations. Uh, right now, what are the most challenging parts for churches when you're training people to for this? Honest community work in Jesus' name. (laughs) What are the hardest bits that people are wrestling with? What are the questions that they're coming back and asking? But what about this or what about that? What's your experience there? We are in
1: the process of developing a a training program uh, to start to kick off this idea of we need to do this better and how. what resources do we have to be able to do this better. So that's um, in the background happening. But what I have noticed, um, what stood out for me is when, when people engage people, because we, we use the word evangelism, and for me evangelism is a formula that people go through when they interact with people. And you can't do that because people are so different and they're they in different places and they're going through different challenges. That's why you, when you approach them to serve them, you're coming in to listen instead of to tell it's in the listening that you will hear the need and then you can respond appropriately to the need. Like I said, everyone is in a different place. You, When you're listening, if you allow them to tell you their story, if they trust you enough, if they know that this is somebody who really cares for me just because, they will begin to tell you what it is that that's the issue with them, what they're going through. And when you hear the pain... And you can relate to that because all humans, we've gone through different things. But one thing that that is prevalent, if you will, in society is pain. When you hear the pain and how you respond to it from a place of pure love, just because you know that they are valued, they're of much worth, and you want to help them from that place, that's a different place. That's a different platform. They will respond well to that because they know that you're there because you really are concerned with them as a person, as a human being, instead of you're trying to fix them, if that makes sense.
0: Mm, Yes, 100%, it makes sense. And I think it does come around this issue of, you know, we genuinely as churches and believers, we want to see people connect with this Jesus that we know is so wonderful, but we can slip into this, I feel like I have to tell them something (laughs) all the time or we have that, I call it an incorrect view of evangelism, like you're saying, that needs to be tweaked and changed right now. As we kind of finish up our interview today, what else do you want to say to churches and people considering being in this space?
1: I feel almost like we've got to change the whole mindset, be an overhaul of how we think we should do things in regards to telling people about Jesus. The intention is good, but it's the methodology that's not the best. And it all has to do with vision. How you approach people is dependent on how you view them. And if you view them like God views us and He's loved by him, that much that he would go to the cross, it would change everything. You would be looking from the place where God is sitting, where God is standing and looking at them, and that will change the way in which we engage them, in which we relate to them. It will motivate us to engage with them how God would do it. If you do it, if you approach it from the way that God, God's heart is towards them, it changes everything. It changes the way of engagement, and you would go to them to listen, to hear them, to encourage, to uplift them, hmm. to edit, just as a person. Because many times we're three part being: physical, social, and and spirit, and the way into. The spirit is th- through the other two parts, I believe. So if you're helping them with food, say, in material things, you're helping the physical, but the, the need is deeper than that and it's dependent on how you give the food and the attitude that you have and the care and the concern that goes into how you help them with the food and how you, you give the food to them, it, it says a lot to people even if you're not speaking it. Mm -hmm. Your thoughts and the attitude of your heart when you engage with people, that is 50% of the work done. That will open up opportunities for you to be able to speak to them in the place where they're at when you've listened to them. And they'll be able to open up because people are looking to trust. People want to trust. They, They want to trust. But who is it around them that they can trust? And when they can trust you, they are going to open up and tell you the story of their life, what it, what it is they're struggling with. Mm. And then we can come in and take them back on that journey, slowly but surely. That's why I, our heart is to empower the church with all these different services. But like we're trying to, uh, I'm trying to express is they are just touch point. They're just connection point uh, where, you can, where people can come together as a community, and we begin to engage and relate with them, and they begin to feel that acceptance, mm. that love, and that value, that they're valued, they're of much worth, and we are there to serve them. So when we create an atmosphere like that, that people will come to that community. We can build that community. That's how God came to us, and then we can bring them in. But that is what is going to attract people. And when they come in, then when they like you said, they will begin to ask questions. Yes. And then from that point on, it's, it's, act, it's great. It's a great place to be in because all we're doing is pointing to the one that they also need because he's the source of why we are the way we are. Mm, I love this conversation. Yeah, but the thing is that's exactly who they are too. They just don't know it yet. Yes. The pathway is the unconditional love, how we engage them, how we relate that, how we communicate that to them. So in time that they will begin to walk that path towards the one who is the source that they too can meet him. Mm. So doing things in Jesus' name is for me basically is how I relate and communicate and begin to emit and transfer to people how God sees them and how God loves them how God values them and how God, I'm just a conduit. I'm just a middle person, right? I'm a middle man, <laughs> middle woman, middle woman, mm-hmm. middle woman for God. Mm-hmm. So there's God, there's me, and there's the next person. So because I've taken from him, now I can give to others. That is God's heart, but he's just using us mm. as the champions of the cause, ambassadors here in, this, in, in communities all over Australia and all over the world. God's heart is that we begin to showcase the passion of God's heart for people because it's for everybody.
0: I love this. This has been so great. I'm going to drop in the show notes today all the links so that you can stay in contact with Hands and Feet on their website, handsandfeet.com.au, and see more of what's going on there. But if you or your church are looking to do more community work and looking for those touch points, those services that can actually genuinely help out in community, then Hands and Feet in Australia um, are definitely a place for you to stay connected to so thank you so much to Tilia. this has just been wonderful I feel like you've started a conversation and maybe in the future we can keep going so thank you very much you're welcome thank you thanks for listening to this week's episode I trust it's been helpful for you don't forget to check out on missionwithgod.com love to see you in the course this year Have a great week and see you next time.